0: This beer is incredibly cold and delicious. What are you drinking?
1: It's a double IPA, actually, called Resin. Why is it a double IPA? It's two Indians made it. (laughs) Doesn't IPA stand for Indian something ale? It does. Do you like this beer, Mr. Leon? It's called Resin. Two Indians made it with one funky sock. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show, so now we have a new in intro, so sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Decoding 40.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that magnificent... Intro, so you know what that means. This is the fastest, funniest hour in podcast history and the future. This is your humble host this week, L.O.A.K.A. A. Buddha Monk with the Owls. And I'm joined with two of the finest gentlemen in podcasting.
1: What's up? What's up? It's your boy, Vin in the building. Hope everybody's safe on this, what appears to be this rainy evening.
0: Uh, this is Alaric. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, as always, we'll do a little housekeeping in the front end, where we let you know that you can always catch us on every platform at Decoding 40. Please feel free to comment and make any pithy uh, remarks that you would like. And also give us a call at 619-940-4040. Text us, call us, leave a message. We'd love to hear from you guys. And this past week, we had an exceptional number of streams coming through London, which I can only attribute to our friend Vincent's <laughs> <laughs> video of the queen going to hell.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we didn't get any nasty... Uh, we actually didn't get any nasty remarks.
0: We got pleasant remarks. Uh, we actually got even a remix of the video. So um, apparently which received well across the pond.
1: I put the shit on Twitter. And uh, I hashtag black Twitter whatever, and then some. I don't know if it was British, they was white definitely. They got this. This is how black people have to act, blah blah. And oh quickly, really? I didn't see that? Yeah, yeah. I was on. I put it on my my Twitter feed. Oh okay. So then, <laughs> then you know, because I had added black Twitter. They quickly came to the rescue, like "fuck you, colonizer." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, this is exactly what I wanted to start." Yes, yes, yes. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up.
0: All right, well, let's get the show started. Uh, let's start with the check-in. Who would like to start?
1: Check-in is kind of short. I want to start by saying happy birthday to my beautiful daughter. I'll say her name, Amaya. Yeah, I got a twenty-six-year-old. That's weird. As the Cardi B uh, soundbite is, that's weird. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know how you guys do with these young kids, but um, yeah, 26 year old. She's doing well. You know, she's in school now doing a thing. And uh, she was supposed to meet up with me and my uncle, who is celebrating his birthday on Monday. And my uncle is going to be 72. So uh, today we was all supposed to meet up. I drove out to Queens and me and my uncle got together. Went over to um, Tom's Diner in Brooklyn, where my boy's the manager over there. So we ate like kings, you know. I, I had the Biggie Special minus the grape. Welch's grape, and my uncle had some food. Man, we had a great time. Came back to the house. We drove like he drove like the the long way home, and we just sat and we talked for a couple of hours and shit, which was great. So it was good to see him. So happy birthday to him, my uncle Papo. Yes, I know I have an Uncle Papo like a lot of Puerto Rican family members have. I do have an Uncle Papo. My father's name is Hector, and my last name is Perez. So you don't get any – I think I have like three out of the five qualifications of being Puerto Rican just in the first five minutes of the conversation. But other than that, man, it's been kind of quiet, you know, just been working on the house, and that's coming along great. You know, um, what else is going on? Just dealing with – the drama of, of a sophomore now, like my other daughter is 15 and it's like it's a lot of drama and trying to navigate that. I don't, I don't know if you're having the same issues right now, L, but, the, you know, it's just. Uh,
0: no. What are you talking about? Like Gilmore girl drama? Yeah, what, just what,
1: just, the, you know, the regular one. Uh, the world is uh, well, against Beverly the. Hills, uh, yeah. One, one, what was it? 90210. It's, it's 90210. It's real Degrassi high. It's real. You know, it's it's a lot. That's the drama of having a 15 year old. Daughter, but she's going to be. Wait a minute,
0: not with uh the young MJ. No, no, nothing. Oh, okay,
1: nothing's going on in that. Just you know, (laughs) just being in school and and having the anxiety of that, and you know. But I love her. She's you know the drama queen. She's like her dad sometimes. You know, she's a she's a Pisces, so all that water. Me and her water sign, so it's constantly going back and forth between the both of us, but. She's gonna be okay once the swelling goes down. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Not because I knocked in the head, but that's just a a, a term right there. She's just right. being 15, man. You know, so you gotta try to uh, be understanding. It's a tough time. It is. It is a tough time for her, and I know, and I and I have to remember that. You know, I was 15 before, and I remember being her age and being very awkward and trying yeah. to find my own and my own identity as far as you know style and all of that stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was just. I just She's going through that. 15,
0: 14, 15.
1: Yeah, I do too. That was my coming of age years. Like I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see things differently. But, you know, when you have two daughters, you got you to gotta always be looking both ways up and down and every which way, you know what I mean? So, but she's going to be okay. And uh, other than that, man, like I said, uh, the fucking weather changed, yo. Summer was <laughs> like, I'm done.
0: <laughs> I saw a meme that said, uh, summer clocked out like, at five <laughs> clock on the dot <laughs> like my four one. One is over. no Final my shit is over. Four seconds. <laughs> at five oh one someone was in the car back to the crib
1: yes yeah summer, summer, summer basically quit its job in the middle of the week and uh you know other than that everything is cool man and uh that's my checking.
0: well thank you sir I appreciate uh
2: you giving the details of your week Alaric please oh man um I guess since we were talking about birthdays I can uh Give a shout out to my younger brother, whose birthday it was this past week. And my sister and my niece and my mom organized this huge dinner at my mom's house for my brother for celebrating his 40th birthday. So uh, we're actually sitting around the table and we're enjoying the food. And then it turns out he actually turned 39. Not... <laughs> No, ridiculous. So yeah, thirty nine and not forty.
0: Oh man. So <laughs> he was like you motherfuckers. So, <laughs>
2: well, yeah. Well, if you guys don't know, my my younger brother has Down syndrome, and um he lives with my dad. I don't know how they mix this up, but uh we eventually was like, oh wait. Somebody actually did the math and was like, no, that's that's 39.
1: So, somebody somebody forgot to carry the one.
2: It's, yeah uh, it was a good practice run. Now we know what we're gonna do
1: next year. maybe mm-hmm. you know we can make some improvements from there. but I'm um, sure he' but I'm sure he was happy to have the family together oh yeah and enjoy some good vittles and and everything else. so
2: oh yeah, he had a great time. Loves, he loves being a center of attention so mm-hmm. it was all good. And, uh, so I guess the other thing is the next chapter in the whole car crash situation, I hadn't heard anything from the dealership or from the, from the repair shop that's, that's actually doing the work. So I called them on Monday and they said, uh, look, we have one part that we need. We need the steering rack and it's on back order until November. Wow. Yeah. It's Here on goes. T- Here on we go. Vector. Apparently, they're trying. They're, they're trying. They're trying to catch up to all of the orders that they already have for cars. Jeez. So spare parts are are rare. So he's he suggested the guy that I was talking to at uh, over at um, Subaru suggested that I call Subaru America, and they're all about customer service. Let me see. You know, check them out. Talk to them. See if there's anything that they can do to expedite getting the part and you know when you you call a number and you're like oh you have there's 15 minutes uh you'll be on hold if you press one we'll call you back so i'm like all right i'll press one you call me back about an hour later i jump on a work call and as soon as i get on the work call they're calling me
1: (laughs) they fucking had a bug in the house (laughs)
2: <laughs> if, if i wasn't but i'm I'm, I'm actually the one talking mm-hmm. so i can't like just put it on put it on mm-hmm. hold so i expected that you know maybe they'll call me back since they didn't get me nope they didn't even leave a message it's like a whole thing man like i had to call state farm i called geico i called the repair shop i called the dealership i called subaru america and they're really making you jump through hoops. So I, I get in touch with State Farm, and State Farm says they are only going to pay for twenty days of a rental car, and I'm not even getting the part until November. So it could be another week after they get the part. Wow, that they're going to fix it. So now I have to sue somebody. Now I now I have to I have to sue the woman who hit my car because I got to pay out of pocket for this rental car because I can't wow. not have a car. We got to, you know, do stuff. We got to drop the kids off. and What'd you I, guys do with the Nissan? It's still parked at my mom's. It's, oh, it's not
1: registered and,
2: and all yeah, that right yeah, now? Yeah, we, have, oh, we oh, would oh, have wow. to register and show sure Yeah. A wow. yeah. yeah it's, it's, not, a it's not really not worth the hassle. Yeah, and what exactly. I end up paying... Shit, I'm just going to keep the, the rental yeah. car. Um, but I did switch out because my Geico was paying for the rental car. I, I had Saturday, I went and I switched out to a rental car that now... Is under State Farm, but I only have 20 days. Mm-hmm. And then it starts coming out of my pocket. I, I'm going to pay it up front. Fine. But I, I I think it's just unfair. Like, State Farm should be responsible for... Wait, all- you're paying what out of pocket? For the rental car after 20 days. No, sir. Absolutely not. That's what they're trying to pull.
1: No, sir. This is the job for Kareem.
2: <laughs> well, when when I was talking to State Farm and they were telling me this, I was like, She's telling me, uh, no, this is, this is all they're going to do. I was like, oh, I understand that. Is there a manager you can put me on the line with that has the ability to override this? Well, they're not going to do it. I oh, will. Don't tell me what they're not going to do. I'm not going to accept no from a person that didn't have the power to tell me yes to begin. Exactly. With. That's <laughs> so the mantra. Put me in touch with the next let's, let's escalate this
1: now. This nigga Rick was like, "I don't talk to people who are broke." <laughs> <laughs> put me online with your fucking manager. <laughs> well,
2: she she can't press that button that says "Go yeah. ahead, and let this happen." Yeah. So, yeah. you know, put me in touch with the person who can, and let me explain mm-hmm. my story and what I'm what, what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I want to do that first, but if that doesn't happen, I'm going to have to take this woman to small claim small claims court. Mm-hmm. a get back my deductible but i think i think geico is actually getting that from state farm and b get back these rental costs because
1: this is ridiculous see the thing is is that the insurance company can get the money to for the extended rental you just have to go through the fucking added headache of the, the pressure because they're supposed to be su- supplying you with with counsel. so yeah that's that's just an extra well no that council still doesn't represent me it represents the insurance company but it right. should be they should represent on the behalf of you to get this money so their thing is like fuck it once they it's out of our hands it's basically you got to do now you got to get a lawyer you got to go through to down to queens and get all the paperwork and all of the dumb shit it, it's
2: queens not to, it's, it's not to that point yet but i'm already setting up like what i'm gonna have to do in case They try to say, no, this is, this is because this is the policy that this person had. But I didn't make an agreement with State Farm to get Mm -hmm. crashed into. And this is all you're going to pay. You're covering your, the whole point of insurance is to cover whatever liability, whatever, whether this person is is responsible for, you're supposed to cover that. And that's up to like
1: 50 grand at least. I think that you're lucky you're not suing them. And because your, your children were in the car, just in the fact the strength of your children were in the car, you, you could have gotten a lot of money just because yeah. of that. Now, you can't tell me that State Farm and all these major insurance companies, they got all this COVID money. They got all this money because of COVID that there's not they know that there's supply problems. So like you, you can't fucking tell me you're the first person that's calling and say, hey, by the way, uh, I need extended rental coverage. So I don't understand why they're playing games like they don't know. They're, they're not aware the shit is happening.
2: Yeah, they were like, well, we, we don't cover back order parts. I'm like, I am not your client. Yeah. <laughs> I am suing your client. Look <laughs> here, bitch. Um, you need to pay for this rental. <laughs> yeah. What kind of rental did you get? Now I have a Nissan Rogue, which okay. I actually like. It's a, 20, decent. It's a 2022. It's, <laughs> a, it's actually a nice car. Yeah, my wife and I go back and forth about the Rogue. I like the Rogue. She yeah. doesn't like it so much. Mm-hmm.
1: No, the new yeah. one is really nice. I, I've seen I think the, so. the newer yeah. ones are, are, are kind of nice, and it's they're they're comfortable, you know, and yeah, they get the one, job done.
2: This one is an SV all-wheel drive. I think the top top tier is like I think that's the platinum, but this one was like second second. It's nice, man. Gold.
1: I, the gold package.
2: It's comfortable. It's definitely bigger than bigger than that Hyundai. The oh. Hyundai, a, a, was it a Elantra oh. or is yeah. it a Sonata? Whichever was the big one. I think it's the Elantra. You know, I I like being in an SUV. It feels safer with the kids. Yeah. They actually have more room in the back, mm-hmm. which is which is great for them. So, um,
1: more yeah. more places for Cheerios to fall in exactly. between the cracks of.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> in a rental car, you don't give a shit. I still, it doesn't even matter. I don't want yeah. them getting comfortable eating in yeah. the car, so I yeah. still don't allow that. But no in the car. I, but I, when I'm out of town, my wife feeds them in the car and I catch her every time because <laughs> you would have to get that car detailed, yeah, in order to cover up the snacks in the back, seat. yeah, because they don't Yo, give kids, up. Kids don't it's amazing care. when you find a
1: goldfish, you, you Yo, can to find don't a goldfish about the in the trunk. Seat.
2: No, they eat like Cookie Monster. You know right. like, ha- only half of the stuff gets in the mouth. Mm-hmm. The rest of it right. is on the floor. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like they committed to dirty in the back. Uh, seat. Mm-hmm. it's our yeah. mission.
2: So that's that's the next thing on uh on the car issue. And uh heading to Montana this week. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it because I've not I've never been to that area of the country and just looking through like pictures and it it seems like it's really beautiful. The place where we're staying has an incredible view of the Rocky Mountains, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: It Should be a good trip. You're gonna Go. be out there in 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 what they call God Country, and you're gonna have beautiful views of the sky. I can imagine yep. if you don't have, if you have a, a clear night, because it's not a whole lot of light out there. I'm I'm assuming. So it's gonna be just you know, look out for the uh, UFOs. You in this. Montana? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. If you're with white people, you're probably going to find UFOs. They only seem to come to white folks and people in Colombia. I don't know what's going on with the UFOs. Uh,
2: and and uh, I think Bootsy Collins and uh, George Clinton, George. they got abducted by aliens. Yeah. Apparently. You got you to watch out out there in, the, in, that,
1: in that area. Yeah.
2: Watch out for the wolves. You know, what's interesting is this project is about a company that produces a bourbon that we tried once in uh, our early days at, at Gotham. And we weren't fans of of this. Oh, really?
1: I I think you brought it in. It's it's a horse soldier. Yeah, it was made by uh, soldiers. I don't remember this. Yeah, it was like taking a bite out of a grenade. It was real. (laughs) (laughs) It was real, real. That had this had to be early, early days. It was early. It was early. Yeah, Yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah, it, it, and I and, and what I said to Rick, I said it was probably one of those days where we had horse soldier and like, yeah, two other bottles of something.
2: Yeah, I think and, we were doing back to back episodes. Yes.
1: That. So horse soldier might have been the first episode. And then there was something else after that. And it just, yeah. you know, it gets all it, the lines get blurred. It wiped your memory clear. I think mm-hmm. um I might have been
2: Sazerac that same day. Oh, oh, goodness, goodness. No, <sighs> that was. That stuff, is, it tastes good, but man.
1: That was the Willie Strings days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, that's, that is my check-in. Nice. For me. Well, thank you, sir.
1: Hey, what's up, yo? This is Willie Strings. And when I'm not doing heroin and listening to Billy Holiday records, I'm listening to my boys at Dakota 40, baby. Get on it. Before it's too late.
0: Uh, where should I start?
1: Uh, Thursday.
2: I hung out with Alaric. I, I forgot to mention that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel as artists had a uh, pop-up uh, showing at a beautiful venue in Williamsburg. First of all, the space is gorgeous. The view is amazing. And the artwork, I think you selected was very nice. And the, the people that were there were ex- exquisite. And I enjoyed having um, a few conversations with a few people, exchange some numbers. i um, looking forward to connecting. One of the people, I will have to apologize on air to Manushka for bending her ear way back um, <laughs> after a few drinks and uh, just talking uh, shop. But she was uh, incredibly... Kind uh, to listen and give me some additional thoughts on how we could grow the podcast and things that we should be considering. So thanks to her. We'll definitely look to employ some of those ideas. And then after that, we went to Brooklyn Bowl. And this is the part that really blew my mind. You're familiar with, uh, Vin, you're familiar with Craig T. Robinson. Yeah, of course. Knowing our
1: pieces of the hut, nigga. I know that. So Craig
0: T. Robinson is on the bill. In my mind, he's telling jokes that that's what we're going to see him do. Mm -hmm. This dude has a full on band and has a set that at least goes on almost two hours, I think. Mm. The funny thing for me is I never got to the point where I was like, why is he still singing? Because I'm like, when are you going to start telling jokes? But this dude (laughs) (laughs) never started telling jokes. But I had a good time. I was singing with along with the band. I wound up losing my voice. I had two meetings on Friday. One, I had to just outright cancel because there was no way I was going to hold, hold that call. The second one, I just told them, listen, you're just going to forgive me. My voice is gone. But I, I had to take that call. But I had an amazing time. Um, it, it Just really cool people. Got to meet uh, Danny and Aunt in person. So that was nice. And like there I said, just so a... Fun. Uh, yeah, the Liverses lounge and um, just really cool, solid people. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with them in Miami and um, just seeing what you guys put on down there. Yeah, man. I'm very excited about Art Basil.
2: Yeah. The whole idea of having an event was just sort of bringing in people that we wanted to partner with and people and artists who wanted to show with us and just sort of show what we can expect and even just have the conversation about Mm -hmm. you know what to expect for this year so Mm. i really appreciate you coming out vin didn't make it yeah i was
1: i was dead tired man i was fucking exhausted
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was
2: tired (laughs) my back hurt
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Ah, And then also Lucky let's see, guys. my wife and I actually <laughs> just got back from uh, a little outdoor live presentation, um, on the, uh, one of the stoops of the Brownstones, uh, down the block in Harlem, which was really cool. This was the event that I think it was bi-weekly. This is the last one that we're doing, that they're doing for the year. And we were going to try to go to one a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point. And we almost missed this just for being tired and lazy, but, uh, to her credit, she got us to go. And it was good. It was nice. People were out. This was um, I think the the last moments of well, summer's over, but this was the last ditch effort of enjoying summer night. And it was good. Singers were amazing. I took some video on my post it. If not, don't what,
2: worry about it. What was the event? It was like a block party or
0: so it's uh what they do is they have um, artists and singers come and perform on uh, uh, the stoop of one of the brownstones that are like closer to the downtown, like around 119th Street or 120th is that thing. And they have it set up, the speakers and, you know, everybody's just kind of like on the block and blocking okay. the, the street. That's such a dope idea. It is. It's amazing. And um, it, it started off with like, I think what they do is um, each time that they perform they take um genres of music so this week was i think r b before that was i can't remember what it was but they had did like dixie hop and just 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 a bunch of different things so just harlem being cool that's all but other than that i watched harlem nights last night and bro i I love when i get into these moves where i want to see these old movies and (laughs) they never disappoint Right. They absolutely. Never disappoint. And the funny thing is, the more I watch these movies, the more I can appreciate the little subtle comedy or comic uh, notes that are in the uh, movie that I might have not really paid attention to. There's a scene when uh, they're at the craps table and Benny is uh, miscounting the dice. Mm. Put
2: his glasses on.
0: (laughs) It's it's just that everything about that scene is hilarious. I got to appreciate the the beginning scene when uh Quick goes to the back where they're playing uh craps and the guy's like, get that kid out of here, the kids bring me bad luck. Come on, six with
1: your funky ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So many lines. Um, but the other thing that kind of uh for, for a moment made it a little bit sour is how many people we've lost who were in mm-hmm. that movie yeah yeah it's true
1: eddie's the only one yeah eddie's the only one in that scene around the table is left yeah you're right you're right richard fox fox yeah. his brother robin harris yeah Delarice, yeah his oh, uncle
2: sunshine is still around Sunshine.
1: Sunshine still is around. Well, but, she
0: wasn't at the craps table. She wasn't. That's she was, was so at the, time in time. that. And that
1: that 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 round table scene where they are discussing what they're going to do. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are so gone. On.
0: But um, it's it's an amazing piece to uh, remember them by. And just again, just the writing was so
2: tight on it. It just Eddie Murphy was. He was in his bag, man. He well, was in his bag. That's the other thing that made that so beautiful is the black excellence. Right, an ensemble yeah. cast of the greatest comedians of the time. Mm-hmm. Who else Richard,
1: Richard, and Red Fox in the same right. fucking movie. Right, and and then you them? had yeah, Robin Harris, and Robin Harris wasn't even like funny in the movie, but you know how hilarious Robin Harris, was, right, you know what right. Saying? So right. it's like just him being there. You, I can't even imagine. Like, I know there's got to be cut scene, like videos of them, like fucking joking. Seriously. That's got to be hilarious between right. Charlie Murphy, Robin Harris, and Eddie, and and all of them. You know, you know the snapping sessions must have been oh, I, forgot oh, I
2: forgot Arsenio was in that. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, you, The jokes must have been flying.
2: You know, in in that and
1: Eddie, it.
2: start making these movies again, man. Yeah, and not no, and not coming to America too.
1: Don't no. make that shit. No, they're no, making no. Beverly Hills Cop four.
2: Yeah, I'm
0: hoping they can figure out the I don't know for do, that. because
1: number three was horrible. Yeah, three was horrible. This sh- actually should be uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3.5 because three was so <laughs> fucking bad, yo. Like, they actually they like, should they just make to, it three. Yeah, just do it over. Just two, two, Beverly two, three, Hills three. Cop three, the do over.
2: <laughs> the redux. <laughs> I have no desire to see that.
0: None of it. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. I just remember some scene, like, they were in a,
1: um amusement park or something. It was horrible. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Was
2: it Wally? No, no, it wasn't Wally.
1: Wally. It was some bullshit, and, the, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah.
2: I was just thinking back, Um, Life. Do you remember the movie Life? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That comedy ensemble cast was amazing. Oh, for sure.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Bernie Mann. It Max. gets funnier. Like, I thought it was funny when I first watched it, but it gets literally funnier every yeah. time I watch it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: every time I watch it, it gets absolutely more.
1: Raise boom, boom boom boom.
2: <laughs> Start making those movies again, Eddie.
1: They're, yeah. they're br-
0: oh, and speaking of life, um, Martin was in that. I watched the Martin reunion. It was actually pretty good. It's um, it reminds you how iconic that show really was. It made that network.
1: It yeah. made Fox Five. It, it was there. Martin. I think it was Fox Forty Five in Nashville, but yeah, yeah. That whole, the, fo- the fact that Fox took over that slot in, in TV, no. in TV land, let's just say it that way, and Martin's show was responsible for bringing that network to what it is. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's not talking about Fox News, but just Fox in general. That shit was, come on, Martin between Martin and New York Undercover and, and maybe, move. yeah, those shows yeah. are, you know, you single-handedly, cover. yes, you know, uh, changed the game. But Martin, yeah, I still watch Martin reruns. Yo, that the, the, my favorite of all time has to be the Tommy Davison episode. Oh, this <laughs> you know, is in the radio station, son. Did and you catfish delicious? Catfish delicious.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, He's like, so you got a pool? He's like, you got me there. I knew I'd get your ass somewhere. I knew you have so somebody says shit like that. He's like, I got a lake in the back called Lake Varnell. <laughs>
0: catfish delicious. <laughs> yo i think if i'm not mistaken he said he winged all of those lines
1: yo they had to because the best part of it is when he says that shit and martin starts to laugh right and he can't even fucking help it like yeah he's starting so, to crack yeah. he, he starts to turn away yeah and tommy yeah, 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 davidson yeah. is looking at him break and yeah. he's just waiting for him to break this shit is oh <laughs> man that shit is so classic <laughs>
0: classic it's, it's, it's a great show it's a great show <laughs> but um yeah. that's pretty much it for me um It's been a light and refreshing week for me. So this is Leon. That's my check-in. And I am done speaking. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. All right, folks. So, um... Some governments, some local governments are attempting to get serious about how to address homelessness and uh, poverty in their cities. One of which is uh, the city of Denver in Colorado, which is testing a universal basic income program in which about 140 women and families will receive $1,000 a month for a year in direct cash assistance, which will help them move into stable housing and provide support. So they can be housed by opening a space in several shelters to help more people, according to the mayor of Denver. Also with this plan, uh, there will be another 260 individuals who will receive $6,500 each up front and then $500 a month for the next 11 months. Uh, then there'll be an additional group that will of 260 of individuals that will receive $1,000 a month. And then 300 individuals who will receive $50 a month just to be a uh, comparison group to the other cohorts. What do you guys think about this? Is, is this a plausible and feasible program to address poverty in our uh, major
1: cities? I think it's the beginning. I don't know if it's going to be enough money, especially in your major, major cities. Like that would be cutesy in, in New York, but maybe in Colorado, the cost of living, I'm not sure what their cost of living is there. I think the best program was the second one you said, where they get to six thousand five hundred up front, and then the five hundred for the next it was eleven months. I think that's probably the best thing because boom, you get to basically first and first and last month's rent. You know, you could probably get somewhere decent for you know, let's say fifteen hundred dollars a month or one bedroom, whatever. But that money up front allows you to put your first and last uh, up front, and maybe another month or two of rent. Kind of gives you somewhat of a cushion. And if you're working part-time or you have a job that can cover that, you you know, I think that program in itself, that test group, I think, will probably be the most successful. But, um, I mean, we got to do something because, you know, inflation is crazy and people, even people with jobs can't afford. You know, I mean, inflation is crazy. I went to Costco the other day and and, and spent a lot of fucking money and you leave there, and you go home and you put your, your groceries away and you go, what the fuck did I spend all that money on? You wind up with like, two or three items I and mean, you're like, why is the bill what it is? So I think it's, it's helpful. I don't know where they're getting this money from Are they, were they reallocating the money or what, what, how's that working?
0: So the money is coming from a fund that is, has raised $7 million, but it still needs around $2 million to support the first round. So the money is coming in, I guess, from public and private
1: donation sources. I don't know. I mean, we need something in, in New York. I'm thinking, at this point, because there's a lot yeah, of. It's
2: yeah. going to, it's going to help a lot of the working poor because that'll be a bridge to help them make those ends meet. You know, people, people are living in their cars with their children because, mm. you know, they just can't get up enough money to pay the rent and feed the kids and put them in daycare and medicine and food. It's expensive out here. So that thousand dollars could go a long way. And I'm hoping that those are the people that it's intended for. But the, the thing that scares me about the universal income is that the cost of living may rise with the amount of money that's being put into the economy. You, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like if what's going on in like Silicon Valley and, and Palo Alto, like the rents are ridiculous because they can get that money. They can get the money for that. Cause there's, People running around who have the money to pay it. So does it create a situation where landlords and, and business owners raise their prices to match what they can actually extract?
1: They're already doing that now. Cause if they, you go to some neighborhood are. sometimes, you know, especially when it's closer to the first or the fifteenth of the month, they tend to raise prices. Prices are a little bit more money because again, the and 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 especially in certain neighborhoods they know that a large percentage of the money that they're getting from the neighborhood is from public assistance so they they know it's not coming directly out of someone's pocket as far as their their what's are you talking about i'm talking i'm going to give specifically jersey city in the hood i've gone to a hood quote-unquote supermarket and the shit in there is overpriced compared to an acme or a neighbor or, or go to bayonne i've seen it with my own eyes why is it so expensive in in, 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 in in if you go into certain black neighborhoods and, and Latin neighborhoods, shit seems to be more expensive or it's 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 it, 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 it's pennies on the dollar, but it's still more money Think of orange shoes. Let's just say something arbitrary like orange shoes. You go to an Acme, you'll pay, let's say, four seventy five for it. But if you go to one of the smaller Bravos, or even like a, a bigger type of supermarket, you're paying five six dollars for that same container of orange juice.
2: Acme is a real place. This is not from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, no, Acme <laughs> supermarket. Oh. Acme took over Pathmark.
1: Oh, okay, I thought this is like Roadrunner. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ac- the Acme yeah. supermarkets you're took longer. over the <laughs> Pathmarks what? and food towns in in Jersey. All right. I don't know what who took over the Pathmarks in in uh in Queens and or, or Brooklyn, but uh, Acme, the Acme company took them over, right? So, but if you go into certain neighborhoods, the prices of for juice, little things, are not a whole lot, 20, 30 cent more, but that shit adds up over the course of an entire bill. That's an extra 20, 30, $40 dollars that you're paying for the same thing. But a lot of people have to go to these stores, especially old people, because one, they don't have transportation to get to a bigger store and they're left to pay these bills. And a lot of these bodegas and these smaller supermarkets they know that most of the money that that people are using is from EBT. So they're going to automatically raise the price because they know it's not coming out of their pocket. It's coming from the government. So they're going to mm-hmm. get all they can.
0: I am semi-optimistic about these programs. One, I don't think they go far enough. There's two things, two components that I would like to see. One, more money given mm-hmm. to them up front. Secondly, programs on how to help them manage their money. Because if you just give certain folks money, and I'm not saying all these people who receive this money will have uh, the same issues, but I think giving them education on how to better spend and budget their funds could go a long way in helping them achieve the, the gains that we're hoping that they do achieve. But I don't think a $1,000 a month, if you're not making enough money to sustain your life, if you're making minimum wage, is enough. I think it's just a Band-Aid on the situation, and it does not actually help these people move forward
1: in elevating their livelihood. It's a nice political Band-Aid. It's a nice thing to have on your resume come November. Along with this money, there needs to be programs. Now, you take, for instance, in Denver, Colorado. It's a legalized state. They need to provide training for some of these people if they want to get training to work in that line of work, uh, whether it's cultivating it, selling it, whatever, there's industries inside of each individual state that you can kind of train these people or just general contract work, learn how to electric work, shit like that, because they're already talking they're predicting there's going to be a shortage of this type of these, you know, people who are hand people use their hands to work. There's going to be a shortage for that. There's so many other things we can do Outside of that, which is definitely helpful, but education like, yo, make it affordable for some of these people to get some programs so they can learn a skill and get a decent job. And they don't have to be on that program indefinitely. This
2: is going to be a test to see how this thing is going to work on a larger scale. Because I think they did a a test like this in Richmond, California. That Mm -hmm. was very successful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're going to expand programs like this. I think $1,000 is a good place to start because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that because of their testing, they're picking specific groups of people for a purpose. They're seeing who's going to best be helped by this amount of money and in this situation and this in this allocation. They're trying to test that. So hopefully this will be a better situation because Denver, Colorado's, I believe is still pretty expensive. But in other states, in other places, that thousand dollars is gonna go a long way.
0: Which states are you thinking of?
2: Most of the states that wouldn't adopt it immediately, southern states. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving out free money even though we need it. Even in upstate New York, that thousand dollars would go a long mm-hmm. way. Inside New York City, a thousand dollars That's cute. Uh, if you get well, you know what? If you get I mean that's groceries for thousand huh? dollars on top of a salary on on top of right. if you're working if you're working poor that would be significant
1: that's the difference between ooze and noodles and actual food yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely right decoding 40 the hilarious county podcast come join Vinny, alaric and leon as we give you a glimpse into what men really think and drink this podcast is not for the faint of heart, but it's guaranteed to have you in stitches. This is a trigger warning. If you're sensitive about anything, you've been warned, bitch-ass niggers. Okay, here you go.
2: Decoding 40.
0: Moving from helping those out of poverty to a white man <laughs> taking advantage of people who need money, Brett Favre, uh, the uh, celebrated quarterback uh from green bay is in a heap of trouble on a number of levels but let's just get a little bit of what's going on with this story so down in mississippi uh there's a big welfare fund scandal investigation going on that's involving mr farve who has denied knowledge of the fact that he's received roughly a million dollars in welfare funds despite having already paid 1.1 million back to the state of mississippi Like, why'd you pay that back if you had no knowledge of it? And he's also uh, apparently on the hook for another 200 and I want to say $228,000 in interest that he has to pay back. It's a lot of EBT cards, son. Yeah. You know, I I think the number is he's made over a hundred million dollars in the NFL and his net worth is over a hundred million dollars as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact that you would have to in any way feel the need to meddle in welfare funds to be paid is not only felonious, which it actually is, but it's, it's egregious and just speaks to the level of greed yeah. that mm-hmm. happens in this country. Yeah. I don't want to spend my own
1: money. I spend the poor people's money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. a different poor, people. poor people's campaign.
1: Yeah. Fucking poor people.
2: And you know, this sort of stuff happens in government all the time. All the time. But not, 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 not make maybe not necessarily from the welfare department, but how they ran this scam was that there was a non-profit which was the middleman between getting these funds out the Fucking washing the money. <laughs> mm. You know that shit happens all the time, but why would you take it from the people in your state who absolutely need it the most? Yeah, especially Mississippi. Well, well
0: here's here's the kicker: the, the governor actually apparently warned Favre that you're probably uh, leaning into some illegality here. So you want to be careful. Favre was like... (laughs) "Fav was like, put me in, coach. Hail Mary. (laughs) Fourth and inches is a Hail Mary, bro. We're going to go for it. Was that in the text messages? Yeah.
2: Um, That was the other thing that came out after he claimed that he didn't know anything about it. Receipts. (laughs) He apparently asked Whoever was the middleman. Now, this can't be traced back to me. Where, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. So,
1: you the know. Smoking gun. The smoking gun.
2: I, I'm just pissed off that this isn't the biggest story on television right now. Because, like, this is a huge scandal. Yeah. This, this is, is
1: a huge, huge scandal. This is not, like, fucking five movie passes. <laughs> These are not season tickets <laughs> right. we're talking We're talking about $70 billion, son. We're not talking about season tickets and I don't know.
0: I can't Tennessee. remember the football player's name right now, but there was a football player. If you guys remember, a couple of years back, he was going to college, and he's or he was in college, and he stole some seafood. Some I don't remember crab, that. some
2: crab some legs, cra-
0: some crab legs. This that sounds was a, little familiar. a major story. They must have been I some big. I think the was about thirty something dollars in which he and stole. Crab legs. We're talking uh-huh. about in total upwards of almost seven million dollars being siphoned from uh, a public fund. 70. No, no, no. Just oh, based on. Oh, favor, oh, oh, based oh,
1: on oh, favor, oh, oh, just,
0: on just, 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 on, just for Delph. Yeah. Just, just far. Off. Just, just on, just on number seven alone. Yeah, seven million seven, for number seven. Seven million. There you go. And this barely gets all the details blotted into, um, mm. on, on, on the web.
1: The, the thing is, is that this is the man is stealing from the poor. Right. The man, the man is a hundred, a hundred millionaire, right? He's got money. He could have he could have given that money and and got it written off by taxes. He could have did a GoFundMe. He could have he could have did a fucking Doritos ad or Doritos campaign just to pay for the studio the stadium. He could have got yeah. any number of his sponsors to pay for the stadium. He could have paid for it and not. Th- that's even what I'm saying. it. That's what I'm right. saying. Like what we. But the thing is, that would have been the last resort. His power in the NFL and who he is. With all these sponsors, Gillette and all them. Come on, B. There's no fucking way that he couldn't made a couple of phone calls and not haven't even gone this route. But you that fucking greedy? Like, fuck. And, and the thing is, is that then you illegally got paid for speaking engagements you didn't even have to show up for. So you just are uh, being a greedy motherfucker. You couldn't even just stop at the stadium getting built. Nah, what's in it for me? Right. What's in it for me? And
0: what was in it for him was also his daughter, who plays uh, sports at the University of Mississippi, would have been able to benefit from playing in a brand new stadium or a ring. Yes.
1: You know, she's starting every game, even if she sucks. <laughs> what does she look <laughs> she, like? Put her in the game, coach. She's the one who paid for the stadium. <laughs> I mean, I. Th-
0: It's almost like I can't get upset about this stuff anymore because it just happens every day without fail. The rich folks in this country will continue to take advantage of the poor people in this country. They will continue to take advantage of the system. They will continue to get away from all types of crimes that they commit. And the folks who are mesmerized by their celebrity will always give them a pass.
1: I I was watching this uh, thing today just to show you the, the extent of white privilege. It's on Netflix and it talks about these, the, these teens in Hollywood who were robbing all these famous actors, uh, Lando Bloom, a couple of people from reality TV, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. They robbed these people's houses. At the end of their robbing spree, they were looking at 58 years uh, it, worth of 58 years worth of time in charges, right? One of the people involved at the time that they were doing the robberies, she was on opioids and all this other shit. Yeah. She had a reality TV show that was going to be like the Kardashians because they wanted to be popular. This shit was on E! They, they, they showed the whole fucking thing. The shit was crazy. The bottom line is that they was robbing these fucking people mm. and nobody got more than two years. The one chick, Like they all, first of all, when, when the shit, hit the fan, everybody was diamond out. Everybody, everybody was ratting on everybody. Nobody was safe. Right. The, but the crazy thing is that these white teenagers who were breaking into people's house and we, we're not talking about stealing a toaster. They, every fucking robbery at one, I think they, they got away with like at one robbery, $200,000 worth of jewelry. And they went to Paris Hilton's house. They robbed her house about four or five times. That's how much shit she had. What was up with her security system? Yo, they was literally going to the houses and trying to front door and the doors were open. Mm. They would walk around the property and just go through a door that was open. They wound up staying. They stole a lot of money, a lot of property, and not one of them did more than a year in jail. Now, let there have been five black teenagers from Compton doing some shit like that. They would have thrown them beneath the, the entire system. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that these kids got away with fucking murder and that is the is that that is what and one of the main main points came out of it is that we're so obsessed with celebrity that even when we when they get caught up in shit because these guys were considered celebrity thieves because they hung around all the people they were stealing from like they mm-hmm. were at parties and they were pictures with them and hanging out with this one and that one and they were wearing the clothes and shit they were stealing from the celebrities at these parties there's one picture the dude wearing Orlando Bloom, Bloom's hat and glasses <laughs> on some IG post. I like this. Like, this shit was just bananas how these kids got away with murder. But it goes to that whole celebrity. And that's why what Brett Favre did was horrible. And he should pay for it. But he's not because he's a celebrity. And it's like, well, you know, he didn't really know what he was doing. He was just trying to help his daughter school.
0: Huh. And he's going to get it. You know, he's going to walk away. Uh. Well, Speaking of walking away, you, you actually reminded me talking about that is um, the two judges that were recently indicted over the uh, cash for um, kids. What was it called?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: kids for cash uh, in, in Pennsylvania. Scandal, or, Pennsylvania. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is actually an instance in which power is being held to account for their crimes. I think. They are required to pay or the, the families are going to get upwards of uh, a judgment of upwards of two hundred million dollars. These judges, at least one of the judges, I think, is getting almost 30 years. I, I don't know if their white card uh, just was expired or got lost in the mail, Um, but they didn't pay their dues. I don't know why they are getting this much time and I don't know why they're being required to pay this much money.
2: But I'm glad to see it happen. Because they pissed somebody off. Look they at got the damage that they've done. Yeah, but that's the thing. But you know what? Hold on, hold on. They weren't sending black and brown kids to 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 jail. I was just about to say that.
1: They were sending
2: white kids to jail,
1: and some of these white kids came from, and some of these white kids came from semi-affluent people in that community. They weren't all poor white kids. It's like they would send like a a kid would get caught with a joint or whatever. He he would he was supposed to be like a, a a fucking weekend stay at a, one of these little facilities whatever that weekend would turn into months because the kid would get in trouble they would be in fights and they would get they would get their time extended more and more and more and more and more to keep these prisons filled up with people mm. so like rick said it wasn't just poor black and latin no these was oh. white kids that they were sent in jail and they pissed somebody off and then paid someone to get an envelope <laughs> it was like fuck y'all
0: Okay, so that actually makes sense to me. Now I understand why they're on the hook for all of this. <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking to myself, this is pretty substantial for two white men mm-hmm. who I thought were um, violating a bunch of uh, black and brown kids. No, no, no. There were some white kids in there.
1: Because that's when I fir- when I first heard about the story, I forgot one of these outlets did the story and talked about it and interviewed some of the kids that were... Involved in the scandal in that were locked up and were given like ridiculous time for like a a, a half lit joint. They would get like two three months. Like his guy was given. It didn't matter. Yeah, he was and he and he was getting the kickbacks. Mm. Like so. Yeah, what, they only got million, like I think dollars? I
0: saw up up to three million dollars, and I'm saying yeah. only three three million dollars,
1: but but that don't count the the trips. No, the hook destroyed
2: kids' lives for yeah. that, right for that money.
1: Yeah. That is wow. Yo, that is a true definition of fuck them kids.
0: Right. Right. That's FTK to the 10th to, power. To the, to the, to the power for sure. Oh man. Oh, All right. Um any other thoughts on uh Mr. Favre?
1: Uh he, he listen. Um he 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 need he it, it, if they go, listen, like I said earlier, if they went after Vic and they still going after Vic, they need to go after this guy and 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 make an example of him.
2: There, there's no advocates, there's no there's no public outcry for stealing from poor people. Mm. Unfortunately, facts. Right? The dogs you, you get more. You can't kick dogs. You'll yeah. get your show canceled. Poor peoples. You'll get pulled off the air. That's like what happened to that guy from from Black Ink. You kick a dog, you're you're out of here. Mm-hmm. But uh still kick poor people watered down mm-hmm. steal from them why is this not the biggest story in the world i don't know right yeah. i mean but that
0: is a fascinating point that dogs and pets um still have a higher uh level or or uh or higher on the totem pole i shouldn't say totem pole mm-hmm. but higher in the hierarchy of our uh society than poor mm-hmm. people yeah
2: yeah Hey, what's up? This is Alaric of Decoding 40. <laughs> yeah. He reads the right number at the wrong time. Leave your information, and i get right back to you. You know what I'm saying? All right. Peace.
0: Let's talk about Um <laughs> Ime Ud- Udoka and his
1: uh latest... I'm glad you said I the, the name right, because I was looking at that shit like, you it's got a lot
0: of... <laughs> I was
1: like, yo, that dude.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that brother who is... The uh, head coach of the Boston Celtics, who have has found himself in a world whirlwind of trouble for sticking He's his got penis goals. in stuff, a He's bunch of utopia goals. box that none of which belong to Neil Long, who is his fiance, in which they share at least one child. So latest uh, on this is I'm sure you guys have heard. The Boston Celtics has suspended, uh, Coach Udoka, uh, for a year with his wayward uh, dick, <laughs> <laughs> for, what wayward. Several, <laughs> for what appears to be several, for what appears to be several incidents of having affairs, sexual encounters with not only other Boston Celtics employees but how can i say this delicately uh the wife of one of the vice presidents of the organization give me that vice president wife pussy there have been several stories that come out one in which uh the travel agent who apparently books a number of uh the 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 travel uh trips for uh the coach and the team also managed uh nia long's uh Mm -hmm. travel back or travel to Boston and getting her situated—that's
1: mm-hmm. that's just smart. Yeah, I mean, I know I know when this whole gonna be here. I don't think that's an
0: important fact or, or feature of this story. Which, I'm also inclined the the one about the travel agent managing uh, Nia Long's uh, uh, travel uh, itinerary. I'm also of the mind that Nia Long. This is not news to her in in a way that we think it might be. I think she might be privy to some information, maybe not all of the details, but it strikes me as almost incredible to believe that all of this is an absolute shock to her. It might not be. And I think the way that the narrative is being told is very intentional. I think the idea of saying this was a consensual relationship is also very intentional. I don't know... Who benefits the most from that? I have my suspicions that if this vice president is the one who leaked this information, that he is going to use that in his divorce
1: proceedings. Mm-hmm. He was a cuckold. He's being cucked. He absolutely was.
0: So I think the way that this narrative is being told is befitting to a number of people, none of which the coach <laughs> is benefiting from this. But you know, maybe he shouldn't be because he clearly is. Not incredibly careful, but I, I think Chris Rock has... These the
1: holes said, don't leave me alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Chris Rock has the joke that says that most men who cheat are going to uh, cheat on someone in terms of proximity. Um, and he clearly personifies that thought.
1: But when is the VP's wife just walking around the, the facilities?
0: Like how you know? Well, like, there's a video. This is this is how pernicious the the internet is. There's a video of seeing the coach come through the uh, <coughs> excuse me from the locker room in in the tunnel out to the court, in which he squeezes uh, her arm. Hey, girl, and is like, hey, <laughs> hey, boo. See you, now, man. there's no context in when in, in which when that video is is taken, well, what, before or after they got involved. Oh, but the fact that Let's, it's yeah. there means that they had some connection at
1: some point. Give yeah, me some girl. of that. Give me some of that Mormon pussy, girl. Give me that Latter Day Saints pussy. Come on, girl. Hey, 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 hey. Meet me, meet me over there bye. after the game.
2: After the game. <laughs> we uh, uh,
1: <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, and, and like well, with look, joking, good Mormon thing, but yeah, she's a Mormon too. Wow.
2: I I think it matters. It doesn't really matter how much or what Neil Long knew because that's really not our business. I think Any of this our business? None of it's our business. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But this I think the release of it that. and the way that it's been presented, I I actually agree with some of the people who say that it's probably the Celtics organization that's pushing, mm-hmm. who's guiding this narrative. Mm-hmm. You're right. Definitely. Somebody's mad. He shouldn't. Big man. But, but also for the coach, this is an issue about, from, I think, is an issue about your impulse control. This is like the thing, wait, wait, one wait, wait, thing.
0: Hold on, hold on. Let's let's pull the coach over to the side. Yeah. You want to talk to him directly into camera too.
2: All right. Hey, hey, coach. Um, I'm I'm gonna need you to to, to stop fucking Bradley's wife because uh oh, come
1: <laughs> on, man, come on, man, come on, man. I, I need him to focus. Look here, on, man. I, I need him to focus. Look here, man. These bitches don't leave me alone. What you want me to do, baby? <laughs> Just don't fuck his wife. I want to stop, but it's something about that moment, pussy, that just I can't leave alone. (laughs) Man, she does this latter-day Saints things with her pussy. I don't even know what's going on.
2: (laughs) Hey, hey, have you heard of soaking? (laughs) Good man. She gets her friend to jump up and down on the bed. Oh, Oh my god. It's crazy it's crazy <laughs> oh my no God. no this but seriously I, at 43 years old I, I feel like to do to do something that dangerous you you have you have yeah. an issue you got a problem mm.
1: there's impulse control issues there definitely and it's also where's the loyalty as a man like you know there's certainly you, you can you can look at a person's wife she she's a beautiful woman but that's your boss like this like Nigga, you didn't Wait have no. Now. There's no guidelines.
0: Wait a minute. We're not gonna put all the onus on him. She was,
1: of course. She she was uh, she was down with it. She was down with it. But my thing is, he it's it, it could have stopped. It should have stopped with him. Just at the it very stopped least, with her. Well, she could have came on to him and been and said some shit to him. And then I don't know. Listen, I wasn't privy to how it I, it all I'm went just, down. I'm just saying.
2: assuming that she was the temptress. And he did control <laughs> <What>? his impulse. <laughs>
1: Damned it, my eyes! <laughs> Damned it, my eyes!
2: I'm assuming she Who was the fight? temptress, and he did not. He did not control himself. He, he fell for it. He mm-hmm. fell for it. Mm.
0: The banana, in the tailpipe. Get him every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. I... I mean, his his issue is even if he and if if my thought is correct, if he and Nia had a understanding, he clearly violated the terms of whatever understanding they could have had by having the
2: situation exposed. But how it got exposed is important. What do you mean? Who exposed it and how it got exposed is important, because, uh, like I said, this the speculation is that the team was trying to write some more episodes. Right. So. While he may have been acting in accordance with their agreement about discretion, the team didn't follow. Well, they him.
0: weren't a part of the agreement, so
2: they right. had no reason to, you know, follow that.
0: Right? My thing is, he was shitting too close to where he eats, yes,
1: way too yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah, the, is the, the, the vice president's wife idea. is probably not a good look. That's no,
0: that's just. In any as circumstance. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. shitting on your own dinner plate.
1: Right, pretty yeah. much.
0: Like, literally just turning around and shitting on the
1: table. <laughs> that's too close. Oh, oh you y'all, was y'all, gonna eat that chicken? Nah, I'm gonna shit on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> too, too close, oh. Yeah,
0: that's way too close.
1: Recording 40.
0: Wow, so this has been a very fast hour, my friends. I can't even believe it's been an hour. But it has, so... You know, it's the golden time of the hour in which we talk about what
1: have we learned either this hour or this week. Apparently, uh, Brett Favre is is you know trying to it might might come out of this unscathed. I don't know. It's, it's too. I don't know. I guess it's too early to say. I hope they get him, but he's definitely at this up until this point has had the wide away. Man. <laughs> right. he's had he's had the wide away, and he's been able to you know and and i'm sure his his spin his spin doctors are trying to get him out of this you know as 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 you know messy lists as possible mm. but it's a mess you know i think he deserves to get the uh shit kicked out of him
2: Alaric, i what learned that we have not heard enough of an uproar from the people who needed that money in mississippi I don't know what y'all are doing, mm. but you're not saying it loud enough because we need to I don't think they it. can read the news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is the lowest ranking
1: state in education.
2: And 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 they're the poorest state in the union. Exactly.
1: I had no idea. I mean, I knew I knew that I knew Mississippi was down there in, in, the, in the in the in the lower 40s. I didn't know it was last and, and everything.
0: How is the state that's most difficult to spell the lowest in education.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's quite I don't hard. know. I, I think Pennsylvania is harder to spell than this. Really? Yeah. I always get I mean like I have I have, to, I have to write it. I have to
1: write it out. P-E-N-N-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A. Look at this! Oh, <laughs> look!
2: Look at this guy!
0: Oh, oh! Actually,
2: oh, 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 oh.
0: spilling the pencils. It's, it's spelling it. Seymour, over here. Look at this guy!
2: <laughs> Thanks, Seymour. You Spell welcome, me Seymour.
1: I was actually spelling the champion of 1984 and 6. I still have the oh. medals in the house.
0: What have I learned uh, this week? I learned that um, Eddie Murphy is the goat, man. He is the absolute goat in terms of the movies that he's produced, the uh, specials. I mean, obviously, he's got some ones that we could do without. But in terms of the classics that we will remember him by, um, just phenomenal movies. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. Nobody's a goddamn Eddie Murphy. Remember that. And with that, uh, I'm going to close this out with the normal uh, things that we like to share with you. Hey, if you are listening and loving this show, be sure to share it like it subscribe rate it do everything that you need to do in order to keep pumping these numbers we appreciate this the growing streams uh feel free to reach us reach out to us on every platform at decoding40.com you can always give us a call text leave a message at 619-940-4040 at 619-940-4040 you can leave off the s for savings and with that any other parting words
2: don't forget to tell a friend. Tell exactly. one friend every week. Every time you laugh, you have to tell one friend. That's, That's how amazing. you pay us back.
1: There you go. Exactly. Pay
0: okay. That's how you help us grow. And with that, we will say the word that we always say when we leave. Peace. Peace. Peace.
2: Thank you for listening to Decoding 40.
0: Tune in this and every Friday via
1: your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.dakotan40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to (laughs) Code 40, goddammit.